0: Thank <laughs>
1: Good morning. It's good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. Thank you for being here and being a part of our worship service this morning. And if you're joining us online, thank you for, for tuning in and joining us. And uh, we're so grateful that you choose to worship with us this morning. Hey, a couple of things. If you're new with us, uh, whether you're watching online or whether you're in person, uh, one of the ways you can help us connect with you is there's an online phone number or a phone number you can use, 904-441-6900. If you want to use the keyword connect, whether you're here or you're online, uh, that helps us connect with you and get some more information on how to better serve you Uh, if you're in the house though this morning one of the easiest ways to connect is just stop by our welcome desk and give us some help us uh, know how we can better serve you Uh, we have a a gift bag that we can hand out there and everybody likes gifts right and so grab one of those and, and more importantly we just love the opportunity to get to know you a little bit more. Uh, another way that you can keep in tune with what's going on here in Anastasia, use that same phone number and text the word news, and that'll give you uh, what's all in the bulletin uh, our, our versus our digital bulletin. So, a couple of those things will let you know that are going on in the life of the church. One is that our Wednesday night fall kickoff is just right around the corner. That's going to be the 24th of this month, and this is when many of our Wednesday night ministries are gearing off or kicking off. And so, we have our kids' praise ministry, we have our Wednesday night fellowship dinner. Uh, we have our men's and women's Bible studies among many other and so tune into that all those are listed in the bulletin or on our digital bulletin and encourage you to get connected and get involved uh, with what God's doing here and, and being a part of that fall kickoff. Another thing I want to mention to you is a marriage event that we have called Table for Two. That's going to be September 22nd. This will be a great date night and uh, it's going to be uh, we're going to have a great meal catered. We're going to have dessert there. It's going to be a really good uh, time. It's going to be some programs of fellowship. <laughs> And then at the end of the night, we're gonna give away a two night stay at a beach house in Crescent Beach. Now husbands or I mean why excuse me, wives, it's up to you if you wanna take your husbands on that trip if you win. That's completely up to you. Just wanna let you know we're giving it away, but you don't have to take your husband if you don't want to, okay? You may leave him at home. But that's going to be an incredible event. You can register for that at anastasiachurch.org backslash table for two. And uh, we would love to have you, and it's just going to be a special evening. Lots of other things are going on in the life of the church. I encourage you to get connected and be involved here. God bless you.
2: a song like blessed be the name of the lord we are ascribing worthiness to god we're praising him both for who he is and for what he does so when we sang of the glories of my god and king we're echoing the thought of the writer of the book of hebrews who said of jesus he is the radiance of the glory of god and the exact imprint of his nature And when we sang that Jesus is the name that calms my fears, we're reminded of what he said to Peter, James, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration when they were terrified by that little glimpse of his glory that God allowed them to see. Let's read this together. The next one. That's the one. Jesus came and touched them saying, Rise and have no fear. So why would people... Fall on their faces in fear at the sight of the glory of God. Well, it's because of what the hymn writer addresses in stanza three. He wrote, he breaks the power of canceled sin. His blood can make the foulest clean. You see, sin has a stranglehold on our lives that only God can break. See how Paul describes us before we are forgiven through Jesus' sacrifice. Let's read this together. None None is righteous, righteous. no, No not one. No one understands, understands. no one one seeks for God. All All have turned aside. Together they they have become become worthless. worthless. No No one one does does good, good. not Not even one. one. Their Their throat is is an open grave. They They use their tongues to deceive. deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. lips. Their Their mouth is full of curses and and bitterness, Their feet are swift to shed blood, and their paths are ruin and misery, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And that is, as the writer put it, pretty foul. Because that's us. That's anybody before we know Jesus. But that's not the last word. The hymn writer spoke of when Jesus washed my sins away. And that's just one more reason why we should give praise to God. Because as Paul goes on to explain in Romans, let's read this together. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. As God himself said, I I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. And, and I will not, not remember, remember your sins. Isn't that great news? Which well, join me in prayer? We're gonna do this two ways. We're gonna start with silent individual prayers where each of us in the privacy and the silence of our own heart we can talk to God. And when we do that, ask the Spirit to bring to mind any unconfessed sin, acknowledge that sin, and that's forgiveness. After that silent individual personal time, We'll rejoin as a body, and we will pray together. The words will be on the screen for that prayer. But first, as individuals, let's go before God. Let's pray together. Lord, we have come to see that our lives fall far short of your glory. Have mercy and forgive us. Lord, you have given your life for us and poured out your spirit, yet we fail to return your love with all our heart. Have mercy and change us. Too often we are selfish and proud, ignoring you, Lord, and neglecting others. Have mercy and cleanse us. Lord, when we do not truly trust and obey you, we are overwhelmed by self-pity, fear, and worry. Have mercy and deliver us. In Christ, we are given a sure hope and secure love, yet we follow the false hopes and desires of this world. Have mercy and and forgive us. Father, Father, through the redeeming redeeming death death of your your Son on the cross, by your Spirit and through your Word, transform and renew renew us us to follow follow you with joy. All this we we ask, ask, confident in your your unchanging faithfulness. faithfulness. Amen. (coughs) Well, the only question now to consider is, are you washed? In that blood, do you know Jesus? Let's stand, let's sing.
3: offertory prayer, but it's it's for us to be so thankful for the generosity of this congregation. You know, this this last week we had some some big things happen. Um, we had 110 people show up on school campuses to pray for the start of schools, and we and we had uh, the the congregation at Elkton went to Southwoods Elementary and fed the the students and the staff out there. And on Say Yes weekend, we had 190 people sign up to be volunteers for this church, and that's just. That's just something to be very thankful for. So we just appreciate your, your giving of your tithes and your offerings and also of your time. So let us pray. Father God, we just thank you for this day, Father. We thank you for this congregation that is so loving and so giving. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to worship in your house, Father. We thank you for the, the opportunity to serve, Father, the opportunity to, to be a volunteer or to be a staff. The opportunity just to give to your to your kingdom, Father. Father, we ask that as we come to this time of offering. Father, that you would you would bless this offering, Father. That you would take it and you would use it for your kingdom, Father. Father, we pray that you would bless those who give. We pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. We can
2: all offer praise. Let's do that. Jesus, Jesus.
0: Some.
4: For those of you that do not know me, my, my name is Gregorio. My wife is Asene. He, She's here with me. I'm the pastor of Anastasia Church in Español, 16. It's been a while since the last time that I've been with you guys, fellowshiping and, 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 and worshiping with you. So thank you for the opportunity to, to share God's word, God's word with you today. So I'm going to be preaching from Luke chapter 14. Uh, you can find that passage in your, in your, in your Bible Luke 14 uh, I'm going to be reading from uh, verse 15 forward And if you find that place in your Bible Can you stand up as a reverence of the word of God? I have one point for you I, my, my sermon has one point Which is the king is calling you Doesn't matter if you are a pastor, doesn't matter if you are a teacher, doesn't matter if you are, you know, you have $5 million in your account, God bless your heart, or doesn't matter if you have $5 in your pocket, the Lord is calling you. Doesn't matter even if you are not a Christian, the Lord is calling you today. So that is my point, and I hope that you will take time to reflect on what the Lord is calling us as his body, as his family, uh, today. So let me, let me read. I think we're going to put on the description on the screens as well. And then uh, we're going to go into that and, uh, and see what the Lord is calling us to do. The king is calling me. That's, that's an amazing privilege. Verse four, uh, 15 on Luke 14, it says, when one, uh, when one of those who reclined at the table with him, with Jesus, heard these things, he said to him, Jesus said to him, uh, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. But he, Jesus, said to him, to, this, to that guy, A man once uh, gave a great banquet and invited many. And at that time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. Everything is now ready. But they all alike begin to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field, and I must go out and see it. Please have me excuse. And another said, I have bought five yokes of oxen, and I need to go and examine them. Please have me excuse. And another said, I have a married wife, and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master, to the king, to the Uh, sir then the master of those house become angry and say to his servant go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor the crippled the blind lame and the servant say sir what you commanded has been done and there is still room in the house and the master say to the servant go out I want you to hear the heart of this king, go out to the highways and hedges and, and compel people to come in that my house be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. Lord, thank you for your word. Lord, speak to us. Reveal yourself to us so we can see your beauty. So we can see your heart. And then give us whatever we need, Lord, just to go out and do what we are called to do. We love you, we worship you. And it's in the beautiful name of Jesus that we pray today. Amen and amen. You might be seated. So the king is calling you. And God has a sense of humor. He's sending a little Mexican pastor with broken English. To tell you that. Isn't God amazing? He is amazing. And that is the first thing that I want to share with you today. We have a very special King on this parable, on this scripture. He has provided everything. The, the Master, the King, has provided everything that we need in order to have a fellowship, a banquet with Himself. He didn't ask for anything from the people, from the persons. He didn't ask for anything. He had everything ready for them to come and enjoy. The only thing that they asked from them was their presence. The only thing, that was the only thing that he asked for them, their presence. He had everything ready for them to fellowship with him. And of course, this is an analogy Of what God has done in Christ for you and for me. In his birth. In his incarnation. In his life. In his death. In his resurrection. In his exaltation. God in Christ has done everything that we need. In order to have fellowship with him. In order to worship him. That is the king that we serve. That is the God that we serve. He's a very, very, very special king. But then, not only that, he also invited everyone to the banquet. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? That he not only provides everything, but he's inviting everyone to come. I love what verse 23 says so that my house may be filled. Go out, call them me. bring them in. So my house will be filled. That is the special king. That is the special God that we serve. But then let's see the special guest and special in between you know <laughs> a special guests that he invited. The first ones were somehow the people that for some reason thought that they deserved the invitation. They were, in Scripture, they were the, the Jews, the, the Israelites, the, the, people, the Jewish people. But I relate so much with them because they were the first one. They were the, the one that thought that they, they, they deserved the invitation, but they were the only ones that put excuses. Oh, no, I have a field. I bought a field. I need to go and attend it. Oh, I, have, I, I just got married. I need to take, take care of my family. And, and it is amazing that the two things that they put as excuse was family, And work. Family and work. Nothing has changed in two millennials. (laughs) Don't you think? Family and work. And those things in themselves, they are not bad things. They are actually good things. But what they were saying to the king is, there are some more important things in my life than you, than your invitation, than your call. And we do that all the time. I so relate to those, to those people. But then there were some other ones. When the, when the servant came to the Lord and said, you know, uh, there's still space. Well, call. And, and, and call the destitute of the world. Uh, of those whom the world was not worthy. The blind, the lame, the poor. Call them me I have everything ready for them. And so how much I relate to those people too. And then there were others. As if it was not enough, there were others. And here we're talking about Gentiles, people that were not part of the Jewish race, Jewish people. But there were the Gentiles. Call them him so that my house may be filled. Isn't that a special king? Isn't that a special God that is calling everyone? You, me, everyone, to have a fellowship with Him. Now, let's take a look about the invitation. What is the, uh, uh, the, the the invitation? What is He? What is the what is the Lord inviting you and me? Well, the first thing that we need to know is an invitation to enjoy Himself. It is not the food. It is not the banquet. Those are extra things. It's an invitation to have fellowship. With himself. Wow. That a that's a beautiful thing. You know, sometimes we are so busy enjoying the blessings that we receive from the Lord that we forget the Lord of the blessings. We forget the Lord that provides those blessings. So the first invitation, the, the, the call that he is, 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 is an invitation to himself, to enjoy himself, his grace, his mercy. He didn't have this person, this master, this king didn't have to prepare anything, but he did. He didn't have to invite anybody, but he did. He invited everyone. But the second part of the invitation is not only to fellowship, but to worship, to be with him. It is a call to serve. Every time, in scripture, every time that the God reveals himself, there is always an answer. He expects an answer of response from the people that he's revealing to. We see that in the call of Abraham. You know, when, when, uh, when God reveals himself to Abraham, Genesis 12, he didn't say, Abraham... Jesus set me in, in your heart as your Lord and Savior, and then you can go on and do your life. No, that was not the call. See, Abraham, I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you, and in you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. That's Matthew 28, 19, and 20. That's the great commission right there from the beginning. It's amazing. Every time that the God revealed Himself, He expects people to serve Him. We cannot separate worship from serve. We, cannot, we, we, we worship serving God, serving other people. We serve people worshiping God in His name. Blessed be the name. We just sang that, right? Blessed is the name of the Lord. I see that in Moses as well. When, when God called Moses, uh, let me read that in Exodus 3. It is amazing what, what you get when you read the scripture. <laughs> it's beautiful. The word of God is beautiful. It doesn't give you a lot of wiggling room. It, God reveals himself and tells you exactly what he's expecting from his uh, servants. In uh, Exodus 3, 3, verses 12, he said, God said to Moses, after he called him, I think we're going to put it on the, on the screen. Yes. And he said, God to Moses, But I will be with you. Again, the presence of the Lord being revealed. I, I will be with you, and this shall be designed for you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, when you have done what I told you to do, You shall... What did it say? Serve. Serve. God in this mountain. If it was me, the one writing this scripture, I I, I would have used the word worship. Right? You will worship God in this mountain. God didn't say that. God said, you will serve God. You will serve me in this mountain. You cannot separate... Worship from service. You cannot. In the scripture, well, you can. We do that all the time, right? But biblically, you cannot separate worship from service. So what is the answer? What is the response that the Lord is, uh, is expecting from us? Well, the first thing is... Uh, let me tell you some considerations before you answer that call, right? <laughs> uh, the point is, RSVP is required. God is expecting an answer from us, right? But the thing is, is he gives us some consideration. And the first consideration before we answer his call is uh, no answer is an answer. No answer is an answer. It's a no answer. <laughs> In other words, sometimes we say, you know, ah, I will deal with that later. You know, I'm so busy. Just like the first group of people that he invited, right? they are some busy. Some busy with this, some busy with that. Later. Well, that is an answer in itself. It's a no answer. Uh, the other two considerations that Jesus says in this, on this uh, parable is he, he tells a story. He tells a couple of stories. And one of the stories is the, the story of the builder. Just say, you know, if you're going to build something, building, or something, make sure that you have everything that you need to finish the project, to finish what you just started. If not, don't even start. So that's one, one thing. And then the other story was the story of a king waging war against another king. And I say, before you do that, you need to sit down and you need to consider. You need to think about if what you have is enough to, to win the war. If not, if not, just send a peace <laughs> agreement with them and don't, don't go to war. So what, what Jesus saying in these two stories is, and this is the considerations that we all need to have before answering the, the, the call from the Lord, is, first of all, can you afford... To pay the price to follow Jesus. Can we afford to pay the price to follow him? Isn't that amazing? That the Lord will give you, will give you that value to say, think about that. And with the other story, he said, and this is even more important. He said, can you afford? To pay the price, not to answer my call. And I don't know about the, the answer for the first question, but the second question is an absolutely no. We cannot afford to not answer his call, his invitation. So now that we have talked about those considerations, let's see what is the answer that the king expects from you, expects from me for every person in this in this place. You know, the answer is in Luke, in the rest of, of chapter 14 in Luke, but I'm going to go to Matthew. I like the answer in Matthew, which is a part of the passage. Um, uh, Matthew 20, uh, 16, sorry, chapter 16, verse 24. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone will come after me, let him Denying himself, I think this is the problem that we have, many of us. That's the problem. Just right at the beginning, we don't like to deny ourselves. We don't. We don't like to, to say, "No, Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? I, I, I'm I'm I, I'm I'm going to stop doing what I have to in order for answer that call." So that's. That's, that's that's the beginning <laughs> but that's, that's not all uh, let him deny himself take up his cross and uh, actually Luke says every day every day we need to do that and follow me for whoever will save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for my sake and Mark says for the sake of the gospel for my sake and the sake of the gospel and uh, I lost me. <laughs> but, what we, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the sake of the gospel will find it. For what will profit a man if he gains the whole world and he loses his soul? So that is the invitation. Those are the considerations before answering the call. But that is the answer that the Lord expects from you and from me today. So, I hope that you will find some time this week to think about those things. And this is my challenge for you. First of all, if you don't know the Lord, don't wait. Don't wait. Come to Him. Come to this King that has provided everything that you and I need in order to have fellowship with Him. So, that is the first invitation. He's, he's, Preventing our, from our sins and trusting Him and Him only for our salvation. But the second part of the invitation is, is equally important. This is the challenge for you and for me. You know, there is a, there is a character in the parable that we usually don't talk about, it. and it is the servant that his his master is commanding him, he's not suggesting, it's not a suggestion. He's commanding him to go out and bring people in. That servant is you, that servant is me. Go and call him in, call people in, bring them in. And I can imagine the servant saying, even Mexicans, uh, Lord, yes, even Mexicans. But Lord, what about tacos? What about tamales? Bring them in. Bring everybody. So my house will be filled. That is the God that we serve. So that is the call. So in the next three or four months, I know that you're busy. We're all busy. But in the next three or four months, stop or suspend don 't quit but, but stop everything that you have to in order to be equipped to do things share your faith and disciple others in the next three or four months stop everything that you have to everything else that you can you will be able to do you're good but stop everything that you it is that important it is that important see the master's heart, hear his heart. Go out and call me. Go out and bring me so that my house be, 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 will be filled. So, after those three or four months, take another family with you in the journey. Just what you learn, share the gospel and disciple them. Or take another person. And then on the following three or four months, do the same. Take another person, take, take another family. And I hope that it will, be no, it, it will not be a one-time thing. It will be a lifestyle. That is the great commission. Now, we, know, we all know our, our values, right? What is the third value, the core value of Anastasia? Making disciples is our mission. That's what we should be doing. You know, uh, don't tell Pastor Walter this, but uh, I was about to stop preaching because I realized that during the pandemic, it, it was a hard conviction in my heart that I was knowing I was not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which is sharing the gospel, making disciples of all nations. So I was about to stop until I didn't start, you know, doing what I'm supposed to be doing then, you know, we can do many, many great things. And we are actually doing many, many great things. But if we are not doing that, you know, the rest of things, you know, they, they don't make a lot of sense, at least for me. You are more spiritual than me. So i work for you makes sense. But if we do many things, but we are not doing what we are supposed to be doing, then those things make not a lot of sense. So, so do that. That is, that is my heart. That's my pledge. That's my exhortation for you today. Every time that God reveals God' presence, if, if the Lord' presence is with you, it will always bring purpose to your life. God is a purposeful God. He's full of purpose. God is a missionary. God, He is a redeemer, calling people, inviting people to Himself so they can enjoy him forever, forever. That's what we're supposed to be doing. So that is my call, that is my challenge for you today. Pastor Sam, they just, um, they just did this next step. I'm pretty sure there are some more curriculums that you can use, but make that a, 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 a challenge for you. From the Lord, say, I'm gonna quit myself to two things. Share the gospel and make disciples. And then do that over and over and over again. Until the Lord calls you home or until he comes back for his church. And it's a beautiful promise from the Lord. Can we put the last uh, the last uh, scripture, the last verse? Bless it happy in a great way. That's what blessed actually means. Happy in a grey, great way. He's the man, is the servant, who his master will find so doing, doing what he told him to do when he comes back. So I gonna I'm gonna give you some time, some couple of seconds for you to think about what we just what the Lord has just spoke to us. Because he spoke first with me, to me. And then he's spoken to me, to you, through me. Think about that. So let's bow our heads. Then I'm going to pray. And as we sing the last song, if the Lord has said anything to you, and if you need someone to pray with you, maybe you need to surrender your life. Now is the time. Now is the day of salvation. Maybe you are already a Christian. You know. Other things have been in your way to do what we are supposed to be doing, which is the great commission. It's not our mission. We are not called to have our own mission. It is his mission we join him on that. So maybe it's the time for you to stop everything that you get, or what you have to, and then equip yourself, and then start doing what we are called to do. Do that. And blessed is the man, blessed is the woman, that when his Lord returns, he will find them doing what he told them to do. Lord, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for your grace, Lord. Speak to us. Speak, Lord, that your servants hear. Give us ears to hear. Give us eyes to see, more than anything else, yourself. And Lord, give us everything that we need. You have provided already. (laughs) Reminded us that you have provided already everything that we need to fulfill your mission. Not our mission, but your mission. So when you return, you will be, we will be blessed by you. Worship you, love you. And it's in the beautiful and mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. amen. And amen. God bless you.
0: I have this song. stay
2: to be his holy people. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Your challenge is to go out now to hear and to obey God's call and all God's people who pledged to do so said, Amen.